Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Last we left our adventurers, Star Platinum, to the rescue as he entered and saved a lot of Fleeple's bacon uh, and uh, helped and assisted in defeating these Skitterwigs, having this Skitterwig problem under control, with the Mal at times being at only 10 hit points. They've now trapped the remaining two Skitterwigs in one of the rooms and have finally are finally able to take a breather and take a look around in the basement of this stone statue. What is happening? Who is Stonk? What can they do, the Jank Squad? We're going to find out right now. Mal, you said you wanted to try and destroy some of this forge, right? Sabotage it, make it so it doesn't work. I feel like forges are notori- would notoriously be hard to break, but I don't know, digging out the coal or douse, like flooding it with water or poking holes in the billows, something to keep the forge from actively being used, or at least it would be super obnoxious to come in and have to fix it before it can be used again. Go ahead and roll. You're not proficient in any like uh, artisan tools, are you? I'm super proficient in smashing. Ah, very good. Well, let's make a smash check. <laughs> yeah, I am Mouse not proficient smash. in any tools. <laughs> okay. Let's just roll an attack then. And you uh, just... Just a strength check or... No, let's do strength. Let's do athletics, actually. Um, let's do athletics because so you're like bending, you're kicking, you're heaving, you're hoeing. Are you raging? Because that would mean you'd have advantage. I am not. I was just about to say at the end of the last turn, I did not take... Oh, damage or attack, because I had a full round where I was in the room before that, so my rage has ended. Correct. 18. 18. There's definitely, there's an anvil and there's a couple work tables. You take the tables and you throw them against the walls with your 18 in rage and frustration. You kick some of the wood beams. You, uh, you smash them against each other. The tables are distraught. Fleeple, you're just about coming into the room at this time, and you're like... I might not. Okay. All right. Um... This is Mal at, at her finest here, and uh, <laughs> Let's check in with Lance. How you doing? Check in with Lance. <laughs> check in. How's it going over there? <laughs> I, I think we really have gotten her to forget about air too. <laughs> Mal, you're going over to the anvil. You actually do get to push it over onto its side with an 18, and um, you just rip this massive hole in uh, the bellows and you feel you've done enough damage in here to where it'd be very inconvenient to try to craft anything. At that time, Lance, you know that the skitterwigs are not coming through the door. <laughs> Fleeple comes over and checks on you. What are you two doing? Uh, anything in particular? There are three other doors other than the one that you are holding, Lance. Mal's in one of them. There are the other two just north of you, north and northwest. And then obviously the one that you're holding if you recall, the one you're holding with the skitterwigs, there was, the room was pretty expansive and you did see a door or some sort of like opening at the far end of that room where the skitterwigs are. Yeah, after hearing from Fleeple about uh, Malamara and the rage room over there, Lance will say like, all right, um, okay, there's two more of these creatures in this room. They can't seem like they're stuck. 
we could possibly investigate that, but here, yeah, come with me. There was this other room that had some had an interesting contraption. And Lance will lead Fleeple over to the lever room, as our map says, or just lever. And there was a lever in the back here, and I forgot what you had described as this circular kind of main focus in the middle of the room. There's this circular kind of platform or well. What was that again? Yeah, so this room, this is a, a five-diameter foot well enclosed by a two-foot-high stone rim stands in the center of this room. An iron lever juts up from the floor next to the well, resting in a position that points it towards the door. As you walk in, or do, rather, do you walk in the room? Well, now that you paused, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fleepo walks in the room. Yeah, I will walk. Yeah, I'll walk in as well. And I was gonna say, this is what I was gonna do. I was gonna be like, um, Fleepo, if you don't mind, would you see if you can make sense of that? Well, I'm gonna try and look at this lever contraption. Yes, Fleepo. As you go over to the well, it's very pungent. And as you get closer, you realize that there is like this simmering acid in the well itself. Mm, delightful. It's contained. It's not going to be spilling out anytime soon, but it smells and seems corrosive, and you don't even have to get close to investigate or touch it to figure that out. Hmm. I'm going to grab a piece of one of the skitter wigs and drop it in the well. All right. As you do, the skitter wig immediately takes effect and starts dissolving the skitter wig. It's not a fast, immediate dissolving, but it does start affecting it drastically. Hmm. It's full of acid. Job done. <laughs> <laughs> well spotted. As you go over to the lever... Yeah, uh, Lance wants to investigate like the mechanics of the lever to see if he can somehow discern what it might be linked to or possibly even connect to or do. Okay, go ahead and roll an investigation check. That's a critical fail. Oh no. Yeah. Star Platinum's loss is too great. Just thinking about his fading away. You you think just like, oh, he would have loved this lever. He would have loved being here. The acid in the well. He would have loved this lever. <laughs> you can't really tell I can't give you any additional information from what you as the player might be able to discern this lever can do Lance will then say to Fleetball I don't know, do, should I, I mean this is a very casual adventure we're on um, yeah, should should I do something spontaneous or it's just a casual adventure. I mean, doing spontaneous things hasn't gotten us into trouble yet. Why don't you go for it? Just in case, how about you back out of the room, and I will try something. Uh, yeah, sure, you got the sport. Lance is going to just dive into the acid. <laughs> just Star Platinum's death was too much. No, I'm joking. No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just joking. No. Uh, what Lance is going to do is Lance is going to try and pull the lever. Pull the lever, Lance. And... He's going to then have his movement and bonus action basically on ready to try and dash out of this room as soon as possible if something goes awry. As you move the lever into its uh, other position, as it is down, you raise it up, actually. That's the only other direction it could go. No matter how hard you pull down, it seems to already be done uh, in that direction. So you pull it up and you dash. Just as you do, you hear this sucking sound from the well itself. 
and you run out of the room pretty quick. You I mean dash and action double dash essentially. And you're standing in the doorway and you hear the sizzling of the acid disappear. And cautiously both of you walk up and you see that the well has emptied of the acid. You are there are some remains of skitterwigs at the bottom. We should have just lured the beasties into here. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, maybe they're like failed experiments? Fleeple, you have an 18 passive perception, right? Uh, 17. There is something else at the bottom of this well, other than just acid and destroyed uh, skitterwigs down here. There is a ring Mm. that is undamaged and uncorroded by the acid. I'm going to fly down there and grab that ring. Okay. You, careful to avoid any remaining acid or even droplets of acid. Your scales are pretty tough, though. You pick up the ring, and it is unmarred. There's no writing. If you throw it into a fire, their runes do not appear on it. Um, But (laughs) sorry to burst that bubble immediately. Um, Is it at least quite cool? It is quite cool for sure and it is uh pretty basic it's not an ornate ring whatsoever but it is a gold ring this ring is so basic guys <laughs> dang so i i'm going with the assumption that this is magic so casting detect magic probably wouldn't i don't i don't have magic eyes i need mal's magic eyes to take a gander at this thing i think mal's magic eye I do have a fancy rune on my forehead. Is there any chance that could give me some ability to figure out what's going on with this? A fancy rune. I forgot about that. This rune that has been persistent for weeks now. Yes, my new, it's it's basically a tattoo at this point. I don't think it's ever going away. You do not glean anything from it, unfortunately, for the time being. I mean, we could just slip it on and see what happens in about 30 minutes. Uh, how how spontaneous are we feeling about this? I mean, adventure? it's just a silly little side adventure. It shouldn't be. It's a silly little on the ring. Oh no! I didn't mean you. <laughs> you slip it on. Nothing seems to happen after you slip it on. Well, we'll probably want to get this appraised at some point. We haven't stopped by the illusory illusion quite yet, so that could be a nice thing to do after we get finished with this nice jaunty little side adventure. Yes, um, of course. Uh, that just leaves the one room left in this uh, dungeon, so to speak, the basement here that has been left unexplored. Hmm. I kind of want to... That big old giant blast-ended scroot or whatever is illusorized in the middle of this hallway. I want to see if I can find maybe what is generating this thing before we go into any of the other rooms. When he does that, I'll go in to see what Malamar is up to. Yeah, I want to see if there are, like, any, I don't know, any... Because, like, when we were in the Bloody Bowl, there was that thing up at the top that was generating that field. Are there going to be, like, any crystals embedded into the walls or runes written on them or anything? Any projectors? Yeah. Do I find a nice projector? Mm -hmm. An overhead projector? Yeah, it's an overhead projector just stuffed in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and just roll a perception check. Yeah, you got this sport. 15? 15. You're having a hard time trying to pick out the source of this illusion. And you do spend a good 
two minutes or so trying to like look around when after the two minutes the illusion disappears hmm. just but he was just looking around and it all of a sudden disappeared yeah Lance you went to go check up on Mal and Mal you are done with the rage room so to speak do you join your compatriots uh, in the hallway Mal yeah great all of you are essentially together the door is with the skitterwigs behind it seems to be holding nobody has to like prop their weight up against it okay to be fair there was another door behind that door but there are also two of these creatures do we have any like grenades or anything that we can just toss in there I really wish we did like a (laughs) flamethrower I wish we had like a fireball yes why are we here so confusing. I don't understand. Well, if you listen to last episode, we know the statue is meant to protect the city, and these custodians, or some of them, are going to do something with it. I'm just so confused right now. Well, I feel like our options probably are to... I mean, the reason I went all rage room in there was because I'm you hoping that... You don't need to that... tell us, Mel. You don't need to tell us. That's your feelings. Your feelings are yours. You don't need to justify them. Well, you don't need to justify them, but if you feel like you want to express them, that's yes, also good. Yes, of course. Good. No, I'm not telling you not oh, to no. tell us. I'm not telling you oh, not no. to tell us. I'm telling you, like, if you feel like you want to talk, talk, but don't feel like you have to The talk. overly helpful friend <laughs> from both Fleeple and Lance. Mal looks at them confused. Thank you. What I was going no, thank to say you. before all of that support. Thank you. <laughs> Continue, Mal. <laughs> Push through, Lance. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> we were worried about that earthquake, so I just thought maybe if I um, disrupted their flow of creating these little monstrosities, maybe that would help. I feel like if we want answers, we do have a ceiling full of people tied up that we could talk to. We might just get more fanatic garble from them but they also are somebody that have answers or we can go into this other room and just try and hop skip and jump over those guys and see what's on the other side of the room I feel like um, stopping any kind of earthquake is a a good thing and if this statue is causing that we probably should look into it Yes, I know when we first got into here, we had the decision, do we go down into the secret tunnel or do we check out the other stuff upstairs? Going down into the secret tunnel was maybe a bad idea. Bad choice, bad, yeah. bad choice. Could be. That smells I know, actively just, bleeding. Just from a mechanic's perspective, Lance could technically open the door, action, no, bonus action, disengage, run through the whole room with his action and his movement get to the other door in time too like with even a, a little bit of stuff to spare but the last time Lance dashed around and opened doors it didn't work out very well <laughs> well Mal can do that as well if she does an eagle rage and then Fleeple can fly but then you have to use your rage right I mean yeah I still have two more ooh here's some okay this could be like hey is it worth it or not what if Lance did the dash because just thinking mechanical wise Lance did the dash, got to the other door, opened it, and closed it, because he could do all of that in one really round for him. And then based on what's in that other room, Lance can actually send a message, because he has the spell message, to you all to say, hey, yeah, run on through real quick. Or he could, like, 
when if you don't get word, then obviously there's something bad going on in this other room, and Lance could possibly, in another turn, dash back. I'm fine what with do you that. Think? We can go upstairs, or we could do this. Well, I mean, we're already here. Yeah, we might as well. And Ned and I are completionists, so we got to complete it. you know, earthquakes come from beneath the ground, not from above the ground. It's true. It's very true. All right, let's, I mean, this is just a silly little side quest. Let's go ahead and do it. Yes. All right, you guys going through? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Lance is going to, all this is in one movement, and I'm going to rely on you guys to close this door. Open the door. Bonus action, disengage. Use my action and my movement to run across, push that other door open, and hopefully close it if I can. Okay, you get to the other side of the room. You bonus action, disengage the skitterwigs. They try to get you, but you dodge out of the way. You run 30 feet, then you use your action to run the other 30 feet. You grab a hold of the handle. Let me describe the room to you as you're running through it, because... When you initially opened it, the skitterwigs are what drew your initial attention. Now you're actually seeing it. There are eight lanterns that hang from the ceiling of this spacious workshop, filling the area with light and shadow. Marble moldings and columns embellish the stone walls, while on the far wall is made of riveted iron plates with an iron door set in the middle of it, which is what you're running towards. A copper sign bolted to the door reads, Control Room, in common. The room contains five stone tables and holds unfinished mechanical constructs all in various stages of completion and components and parts are scattered across the tables and on the floor and then of course the skitterwigs which you just bypassed so as you run to the door control room you're like okay we might be getting somewhere you grab the door and you go to pull it open and it's locked all part of the plan <laughs> um, we're going to keep the same initiative though that is your whole action here Fleeple you are technically next and then it'll be Mal and then it will be these two skitter wigs so it's locked <laughs> okay <yeah. laughs> I assume we can hear that right <laughs> yeah I mean the door's not closed at all you can see him in panic a panicked look in his eye. It's locked! <laughs> okay, yeah. As soon as the panic happens, we're gonna thunderwave these guys. I never thought of that! <laughs> Constitution, right? Let me check just to make sure. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yep, Constitution save, and we'll do this at second level. Why not? DC 16. Okay, they are very constitutionally like. <laughs> One of them, however, only gets 13. The other gets a 17 to hit or to, to save okay so still half damage on that one yep and second level you say so that's 3d8 i rolled four oh 3d8 you rolled four oh, stop on 3D8. it oh no that's so sad <laughs> i cast thunder wave and I, I just, like, let the concussive energy of the magic propel me back 15 feet to the opposite wall away from these guys. <laughs> You're like, meh. <laughs> I don't want to get stung by one of these things. Well, one of them did fail, and so it does get flung 15 feet away. The other one does not and is right there at that choke point 10 feet away from you, so you're not next to it. That was your action. Bonus action movement, anything? Uh, bonus action. Uh, I've used up so much of my mistletoe. Uh, I should probably hold on to it for the time being. Yeah. 
I'll just move one over to the side so Malamar can get through. All right, and Mal, it's your turn. Great. Mal is going to step into the doorway, and as she does, she will look at Fleeple, who seems a little, I don't know, what what term would you use, Ned? Bewildered? Upset? Despondent. Despondent? That's a great one. A little despondent at his lack of uh, his spell not working as well as it should. And she just goes, I got this. So she'll walk in, and she will use her Ion Stone to cast Mirror Image. Mm. Ooh. Mirror Image is not a concentration spell. There you go. So now it is not. she will bonus action Rage. Yeah! Aha! Mm-hmm. All right. While maintaining that Mirror Image. Sorry, she will enter a Rage of the Bear and roar at the constructs, hopefully keeping their attention on to engage them with her so that they'll come toward me and maybe Lance will have a chance to pick the lock at the other door. Okay. So I'll roll to see if the other Skitterwig is going to come for you because Lance is 15 feet away. You're 15 feet away. It's 50-50 here. So one through three, it's Lance. Four through six, it's Mal. It's a two. Going for Lance. Any chance we can shift that because I roared? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the first one in front of you, Mal, the bite is a natural one, and then the other is a 19 on the die, which hits, so the tail is going to come at you. That's four points of piercing damage. Okay. And, oh, wow, 15 points of lightning damage. To seven? Yep, to seven, and I need your constitution saving throw from you, please. Mm-hmm. That's not the right dice. Don't pick up a d12 for this. That would be bad. That would be bad. And 18. 18, you're successfully not stunned. Lance, that's a 22 to bite against you and a 18 for the tail. Both are doing it. Oh, no, I was trying. That is a six piercing damage for the bite. Five piercing for the tail with... Ooh, 17 points of lightning damage. I will uncanny dodge the tail. So I have all the damage from the tail attack. So what is that total? What was the total damage? So there? that was uh, 17 from the lightning. Oh, crap. And then what was the piercing for the... Oh, crap. Uh, seven. Was it seven for the... So 20, 24 total, I believe. 24 so halved is 12. 12. Plus the other, the bite. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please. Seven. You are stunned for the next (gasps) round. On Mal's turn, he attacked me. And I should have rolled for my illusion. And he hits my illusion. So I took no damage. And I only have two, three other ones now. All right. We jump back to the top. Lance, you are stunned, unfortunately. So you cannot act. You are helpless before the skitterwig as the lightning courses and arc your back. Fleeple, it's your go. You are able to bypass Mal if you wanted to move into the room or just peer over her shoulder. Yeah, I'm going to peer over Mal's shoulder and toll the dead. There it is. Wisdom. It's a 19 on the dice. Okay, so sorry. that's... Uh, hmm. I am running low on spell slots. That, that will do, that'll be it for Fleeple. 
Okay, sounds good. Amal, it goes to you. You have the one right in front of you. Mal will look over her shoulder at Fleeple and say, close the door behind me. And she will use her movement to step right on this creature's face. Uh, she'll just step on his face and use her movement to launch herself across the room, flanking the one in front of Lance and attacking this guy with both of her attacks. So the one that you just left um, does get an attack of opportunity. He sure that does. That is a 20, 23 to hit for and the bite. And he hits a illusion. Oh, there it is. Okay, sounds good. And you are flanking this one, so you have advantage. Correct. Uh, that's a 23. That's a hit. And a 18. 18 just hits, so both hit. Go ahead and attack. Lance, and you're just stunned, and you see Mal leap over this table, literally leap as she just clears almost the ceiling. The stone cracks a little bit, and you she just wails on this creature that has stunned you. How much, Mal? 32. I rolled Ooh, five. Whoa. I rolled five fives, or four fives. Wow. Wow. On D6s. 30. 32 damage. damage. You and as she just launches herself, comes down in front of Lance on that creature with her sword in both hands and just impales it into the ground. And it's dead. <laughs> you impale it into the ground, flip the sword around, and the creature is just gone. Unable to take its action, it's going to uh, die first off, but the <laughs> other one in the other room dies. <laughs> It sees that you just destroyed its comrade, and it is going to run after you, and it is going to attack you. Uh, that's a 22 to hit for the first, the bite. Now, can I choose to take the damage? Hmm. The full damage? I would believe so. Uh, can I choose which of the two attack? Because a mirror image, you roll a d20. It says each time a creature targets you, you roll a d20. And if it hits, you have your things. I could see it either way. So let's go and double read the rules as written. I feel like the implication is that every time you roll, but it doesn't specifically say. You can use your action to to dismiss the duplicates. And each time a creature targets you, you have to roll a d20 to determine whether it attacks you or one of your duplicates. So you must. You must. Because it's more about the opponent's agency and which one it's trying to hit. Trying to hit, yeah. Sounds good. So the first one was a hit. Roll to see if it hits your duplicate, because you only have two left. Oh, crap. Might not even have mattered, because it might have just hit me anyway. Yeah, I only rolled a nine, so that hits me and not my duplicate. That's never happened before. <sighs> okay, that is 13 points of piercing damage. That is the first. That's a I cast fireball first, folks. And then the second one is also a 22 to hit. Roll to see if that hits you. That's a 13, so that hits the duplicate. Okay. The tail with lightning causes it to pop and disappear, leaving you with one duplicate so far. That is its turn. Fleeple, uh, no, we go back to Lance, who is not stunned anymore at the top of the round. Lance, you may act now. Ow! Lance is just like, ow! Like, now that he can, like, Sucks, move. Sucks, don't it? Like, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. Shake it and off. You'll be okay, I promise. Sure. <laughs> Lance, is, that really hit him hard. He's like, oh my gosh, he's he's hurting. Lance will use his movement, seeing that like 
Holy crap, these things aren't growing away. He will run uh, using his movement to flank with Malamara. Okay, 20 feet to run around and flank, so you're going to get this advantage, hopefully. Yes, and Lance is like, all right, you, it's time to die. And Lance will attack. All right, go ahead and roll with advantage, sir. That is, go. oh, yeah, that's going to be 27 to hit. Whoa! 27 to hit. Uh, that's sneak attack, sir. And that sir. is sneak attack damage. Yes. 22 points of damage. Woof! Lance, tell us how it's done. So Lance will, kind of just really being sick and tired of these things, and also kind of seeing Malamara kind of do that for him, he will, in his running over there, he will actually like run up onto the table, and as he does, he kind of like pivots backwards, swings back, and with both his sword and his dagger, just plunge it into the back of this thing, just severing its what would be head from the rest of its body. Severing its head, severing its tail, cutting right through the energy source and just letting it explode underneath you, causing no damage to you. Um, and the Skitterwake has exploded in and on itself. You're out of battle. The seven Skitterwakes are no more. You're fairly confident there aren't any more, and thank heavens, because that was a lot. Fleeple, you peek your... You go to, like, shut the door, Fleeple, as Mal asked you to, and then you go, oh, wait, okay, never mind. I, I mean, unless you still feel you need yeah, to shut well, the door, the skitterwigs are gone. Malamara told me to close the door, and Malamara scares me these days, so I'm going to close the door. <laughs> <laughs> to juxtapose that, Mal uh, offers a hand down to Lance, who's now on the ground on top of this creature, and she smiles at him and just goes, show off. And offers a hand to help him stand back up. Yeah, Lance will stand up. He'd be like, you know, I'm not going to lie. That really hurt. He's <laughs> just going to be like, ow. <laughs> I think before I open this next door, I really think we should just take a moment. <laughs> and Lance, Lance is going to want to just like kind of lean against one of the podiums that's there. And Lance is essentially taking a short rest. <laughs> Mal will make sure the door, go over and open the door and invite people in. And then I want to investigate the things on the tables. All right. Go ahead and roll a perception check, whoever would like. Well, except for Lance, who is starting to take a short rest. I'll do a perception check. You got the sport. It's a 17 for Mal. Great. And a 21 for Fleeple. Not much in here other than the general workshop feel that I told you about. However, with both of you, you're able to find, uh, spend a good 10 minutes, and you find these four metal half-finished creatures. Some, you might even call them gizmos, and they seem to be quite hefty, and you're pretty confident with your perception and like looking at them that they could be worth some money to the right person. But... Other than that, the door remains closed. Lance, as you're taking a short rest, you just passively are looking at the door and you notice that there's no keyhole. The only thing in this, on this door, iron door, is this bar that you would hold and pull open. But as you tried to do that, it was locked. So how you would unlock this, it doesn't seem like you could unlock it. At least not from this side. Can Mal activate her Eldridge sight? 
and see if the door pings for magic or any of these other things ping for magic while we're looking around. Yeah, you ping, and the ring Fleeple is wearing is magic. The ring is giving off transmutation vibes. Ooh. That's nifty. The door is not magical. Can your detect magic go through, like, solid objects? I'm sure. It, I'm very sure it doesn't. Three of us went to our books. <laughs> Who will get there first? Probably not me, because my computer's slow. You sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic. But it can penetrate most barriers, but it is blocked by stone, metal, lead, or dirt. All right. So you cannot discern any other magic in this room or area. But the door is not magical. Now, if this is the control room... I think there is a pretty good non-zero chance that Stonky is behind this door. How do you propose we get through this door? Mal, I'm so sorry. The door does have some magic on it. Rewind, everybody. There the is a spell to be tricky. on the door. Sorry, I'm not trying to be tricky. It's just my ignorance being tricky. <laughs> Selective ignorance. Uh, can I tell what kind of magic? You can, and as I Google it... If you tell me what the door does, then I could potentially look it up for you and save you the effort. (laughs) (laughs) That tracks. Abjuration. That also tracks. Yeah, you're getting an abjuration feel from the door with the magic that is on it. I would like to examine this door, try and see what I can find about it. Okay, what exactly are you just getting general characteristics? Is there something you're trying to pierce? or Now, knowing that there is magic, could I potentially go Arcana and see if I could figure out how it is magic? Sure thing. Go ahead and roll with advantage due to that tattooed rune on your yeah, forehead. Yeah, baby, you got this sport. Say 24. There is an arcane lock spell cast on this door. So what we need is to spell magic, and I do not have that. You do know that arcane lock, it does prevent it from being, the door from being opened in particular, but um, with your 24, you also know that there could be a particular force, with a certain amount of force, you could possibly pierce through the magic itself. Mm -hmm. How much force are we talking? A lot, like a significant amount. Um, there is other spells like that Ralph used when you came across Arcane Lock before Knock. That would be another option. But that's with your 24 that what you're able to glean. Looks like we're at a dead end down here. Unless I go up to the door and I knock on the door. I, I, you know what? That was not something that I thought to do. The door opens. Stop! I knew it. I knew it. Go. I was like, as soon as I'm short, as soon as I'm done with the short rest, I'm gonna walk over that door and knock on it, and I bet some stupid Shut things gonna happen. Up. I cast knock by knocking on with the door. my knuckles. The door does open. We're all bloodied and haggard, and yeah, has Lance is creatures behind be like, us. And we couldn't just wait a second, and he'll have to get up. <laughs> Just walk toward the door. And as he does, Lance is going to take his healing potion because Lance has 12 hit points right now. So, yeah, Lance was very beat up. And so that's why he wanted to do a short rest. I was going to try and roll my hit dice, but 
I will take... What do I roll for a regular healing potion? 2d4 plus 4. 2d4 plus 4. 8. I got 8. Oh, I lied. Sorry, I had 15 hit points, so if that makes anybody feel better. That's still rough, buddy. So, let me describe the room, and then I'll describe the person in the room as well. This chamber is roughly 15 by 15 feet. It contains an iron safe that is roughly five feet on a side with a low metal console with a slanted top. The safe's thick doors stands open on its iron hinges. The console, which is securely bolted to the floor, has a countdown timer and a blinking red button built into it. Suspended above the console are four wireframe windows, each displaying a projected image. The image is of certain rooms that you've already been walking through. You see the room with the, all of the individuals tied in their chairs. You see one with the four poles sticking out of the ceiling. You see one of the entranceway, and you see one um, of the workshop just to the west of you, just if, uh, one door down. Now, the creature that opens the door for you doesn't look up when they open it. They just open it and go... I can't find the blasted thing. I've been looking everywhere. All over the... Come in here and help me. This is a very short gnome with robes that are too long for itself, also with the symbol of the custodians. And this gnome is completely bald, and its beard is almost to its feet. This creature just keeps rattling on and on saying i could have sworn i dropped it somewhere here if 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 we don't find it we could be in some serious trouble here and so i just and he finally looks to you and goes well why don't you come to and shocked look on his face as he didn't expect the three of you when he opened the door and there's a little bit of stunned silence from this creature this gnome as he stares at the three of you. Uh, I hold up the hand that has the ring on it, and I say, I got it right here. And he goes, ah. And I punch him in the face. Yes! Why? (laughs) You don't know who this is! (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Roll an attack, Fleeful. All right. And I punch him in the face. Okay, unarmed attack, that is strength plus proficiency, so that's still a modded 20, actually. Yeah. Hey! Well, they have an armor class of 10, so you <laughs> hit them. All right, it deals one plus my strength, so it deals zero damage. Oh, because it's minus one. <laughs> Minimum of one, though. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I, I look at this gnome, and I say, your friends out there are very rude. Is he grabs his nose, and he goes, well... What what was that for? Give that give that ring to me. Give it back. Give it back right now. Well, maybe you should tell us what's going on with this countdown over here first. How much time is on the countdown? Uh, the countdown currently is seven colon one seven, and as you look at it, one six, one five, one four. So there seems to be roughly seven minutes left on whatever is happening. Mm. This creature sees uh, you punched him and he is going to reach out to you and be like give it back to me now he's gonna cast a spell all right and so we go into combat right now oh come on <laughs> can't we just all get along 
Fleeple, what's your initiative? 10. Mal. 14. Lance. In the fight Lance didn't want, he got 23. (laughs) (laughs) Before this gnome can get a spell off Lance, you recognize he's about to cast a spell and you are able to act before him. What do you do? Did I see... Because he started, is he is he using his mouth for the spell? Yes. And you can see his hand is starting to flicker with the lightning similar to the Skitterwicks. Great. Uh, Lance is going to... I don't know how this is mechanically going to work. Because Lance doesn't want to necessarily attack him yet. But Lance wants him to stop what he is doing. As Lance, from way back when I first described him, is in... He wears kind of tattered clothing, in a sense. He will take one of those tatters, rip it off, and try and, like, shove it in this guy's mouth to stop the verbal component of the spell, which will then stop the spell. Great. I'm going to still say that's a grapple, unfortunately. Like a grapple? Um, acrobatics? I could... <laughs> uh, athletics. No, acrobatics. <laughs> I'm, I'm beeping and waving, man. So you roll athletics and I'll roll acrobatics or athletics to try and dodge away from this. Neither are great because he's a spellcaster. Well, that beats my critical fail. Whatever it is. It's a shame because he only got a four. (laughs) Beats my two. So you run up and you try to grab him and he pushes you away and goes, get away. I'm not focused on you. I'll get to you in just a second. That's your action. Bonus action movement. Anything? Lance will... The only other thing I can think of is I will try and, using my bonus action, I will try and talk to this guy to see if I can convince him to stop. Okay. What do you say? I say, like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bank that. This might be stonky, whoever's trying to cause this apocalyptic event, but this also might not be stonky. So I'm just going to say, listen, we don't mean you any serious harm. We met Bruon Sternmetal, and we're trying... To do what he wanted. Sounds good. At that, he is going to turn to you and goes, Bruan, oh, great. Bruan, he's the one that betrayed us. He's the one that had to accelerate our plans. And here we are. Now give me that ring. He's going to cast Shocking Grasp on you, Fleeple. Mm. At least we know his intentions. <laughs> Natural one. Oh. Yay. So, uh, right back at him. He goes for your face and you... You bat it away and you punch him in the face with that ring again. Ah! Stop punching me! He is, well, that's his cantrip. And now he is going to... Let's see. Man, pretty much all he can do right now, he's completely surrounded and goes, You can't stop me! You have no idea what you're doing! Now give that back to me! Give that back or you'll all perish! You'll all perish! Um, That's his turn. Mal, you go. Mal will... Bonus action, cast Hex on him. So as she slowly enters the room, towering over him, she calls up Hex, which that black inky air two essence bubbles up from the floor around him and starts crawling up his legs and slowly envelops him as Mal approaches him. And she'll actually kneel down in front of him menacingly. And That's not terrifying at all. <laughs> just say, why don't you explain to us exactly what's happening and we'll see what we can do about that. And she will hold, she'll hold another punch. 
<laughs> so you'll hold another attack. I'll hold another attack. Okay. Well, this guy, he kind of sees that he's beat. Um, I'm looking over the spells that he knows. Yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing that's going to help him get away. And so he sees that he's kind of cornered, and he goes, well, eh. sees the black darkness creeping up him and goes, well, if you want to know my plan, you could have asked me instead of punching me in the face. And uh, for the time being, we will um, w- we will proceed out of combat, but at the top of the round. No, uh, right before Fleeple's turn, so that if Fleeple... Because Fleeple's after Mal, and I don't want to jip Ned by neglecting him of a turn so to speak so if you want to do something right now he is willing to talk right now everybody but if anything happens Philippe, you would be the first to take an action moving forward okay so. i was i was gonna try and shove him into the safe and lock him in there until he talked but he's talking so he, he is talking right now so well, let me tell you my masterful plan now we custodians we've been overlooked overlooked we have for generations Waterdeep runs, not by the kings, not by the masked lords, no, no, by us! Who takes out the wastewater? Who cleans the streets? Who makes sure that your plumbing is working? Without that, we'd be back in the dark ages, it is us! Mal will use her action to flick him, the whole action she was holding, to Ah! flick him in the forehead. Stop it! She'll point to the big red countdown numbers. You have about six minutes until something happens. You have another... It's exactly six minutes, yes. You have one minute to tell us what's going on, or you're going to start getting hurt. Eh, well, I gathered all of the knowledge, not of just the custodians, but of all of Waterdeep, and brought them to this this statue. They thought they had forgotten. They had forgotten what they had built and what was under their feet, but we discovered it, and we of the livestock, we were the ones to uncover its majesty. And so we will show the world. We will show the world our power. We will show the entire world when we ascend to the heavens. We're going to... we're, We're going to space. Mm. Oh my gosh. <sighs> we're seeing the confused looks on me. We're going to. This is a rocket and it goes straight up, and we're going to take all of our knowledge with us and show the world what we truly are. Space travel is impossible. What, what makes you think you have that power? Fire, of course. Lots and lots of fire. Five minutes, 30 seconds. I was about to say that this situation might sort itself out, but if there's fire involved, that's probably going to do a number on the surrounding buildings. Oh, yes, and we will make our mark on Waterdeep forevermore. So what's the ring for? She points to Mal- to uh, Fleeple's hand. My creations, they get out of control. I have to, I have to control them somehow. Five minutes, 15 seconds. Oh, and that button over there, that launches the rocket? Oh, it starts the countdown. You felt the shaking? You felt the test run, did you? Yes, that earthquake was just a taste of what to come. Five minutes. Uh, I'll look in the safe. What's in there? The safe is actually empty, believe it or not. It has a combination lock with a dial, but it's been open, and there's just a lot of uh, farm animals in there. A bull, cat, cow, like pictures, I should say, not... Okay. Physical <laughs> callus. You're like, what? 
But yes, it is open and yeah. So it's just a bunch of pictures and like with them, it shows a llama and uh, a, a, a crude drawing of one of the cultists that uh, you had disposed of in the first room. Seems to be some sort of like naming chart of uh, animal associated with one of the uh, custodians. Four minutes, 40 seconds. Can Malf pull off the front panel of that control? Not like the front, but the where it connects into the ground. Can she pull off that and their wires in there? It is all humming through arcane magic. So we're inside the tower, uh, the, the rocket. We're inside the rocket. We're going to space right now. Uh, yes, yes, we are. And he looks at the time and goes, and his face kind of falls a little bit as it's four minutes, 30 seconds. Um, actually, if you don't mind, I... I close the door. Uh, I'd... I'd um, excuse me. <laughs> be a terrible pity if you weren't able to go up into space with the rocket. Um, it's it's not so much that. It's, uh, uh, w- 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 with all the fire, it has to go somewhere, and we're kind of, um, we're, we're not technically in the rocket yet. We're just in the spillway where all the fire is going to go. <laughs> if, you, if you get what I'm saying, four minutes, 15 seconds. Lance is going to kneel down next to him and say, like, well, it looks like this is the end for us, then. What? It's been a grand run, no, my I'm friends. No, I'm going to space. Listen, no. No. Listen, what greater... No, listen. What greater glory do you have for your cause than to die for it? We can die yes, exactly. Minutes. I could live and share people with, with people the knowledge that I have. You, Four minutes. You right. will go up not to space, but you will go up to the seven heavens of Mount Celestia, where you can live as a spirit for the rest of eternity. Or perhaps down to the nine hells with the demons. Oh, that's also a possibility. Three minutes, 45 seconds. <laughs> it is, what are you talking about? No, I, I need to go. We all need to go up there. We're going to die. Not unless you stop the countdown. Well, I can't stop it from down here. And I wouldn't stop it for you anyway. Three minutes, 30 seconds. Lance will ask him, you're a custodian. What's your creed? What's your oath? Uh, I, I don't think now's the time. Nope. To, we're talking really about this. Right Tell now. me your oath right now. Three minutes, 15 seconds. Uh, the oath is to, to clean what is uh, dirty, to fix what is broken, and to make sure that we rise above the field of the city. Three minutes, 10 seconds. Oh, well, where would you go, hypothetically, to turn off this rocket? It's upstairs in my study! And he throws a key at you. This is the key, all right? It's, uh, it's right next to the, the the viewing area. Three minutes. Nifty. Uh, I'll take the key and start flying. <laughs> hey, wait a minute! All three of you book it and tr- leave this poor gnome behind. Stonky goes, wait a minute! As he's running after you with only three minutes left on the countdown, you run across um, in six seconds, you clear the room with the hallway that had the illusion. In another six seconds, you start running up the stairs. Step, 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 step. You run up uh, another six seconds up another flight. Uh, it takes you about 30 seconds to get to the main floor that you had. Those that are not flying, panting a little bit here, uh, you get another 30 seconds to go up to the next floor where you hear uh, some chatter and uh, the 
all the individuals tied down going, Stocky really should be here. I mean, I feel like we're really close. Uh, my internal clock is spot on and it's almost been a full hour. And they're like, he'll be here. Don't worry. Don't you doubt Stonky. And the three of you burst in like, you again. Why are you here? Um, this is has a stairway going upwards. There's left to the study as well. Well, there's a door over there with a lock on it, supposedly. You know you have roughly 2 minutes, 15 seconds, whatever you decide to do. To the study. You go to the door over there with the iron lock. You open it. And as you open it, I'll quickly describe what you see. Only two minutes left here. The circular chamber appears to be in a private study with a large bay window, a fireplace, one wall is unlit and faced by two burgundy armchairs, one small and large. Tall bookcases are built into the wall opposite the fireplace, their contents protected behind wood and glass doors. A rolling ladder attached to a ceiling rail allows access to the highest shelves. An oak table is bolted to the floor, flanked by two high chairs designed for shorter people and two chairs built for human-sized folk. Lying on the table is a small piece of paper. Two minutes, probably, just about this time. Two minutes, ten seconds. And you guys rush in there looking for anything. Uh, you see the piece of paper on the desk. Uh, who gets there first, do you think? I'll look at the paper. Okay, look at the paper. There are seven lines on it. Four of them are crossed off. First one, test rockets crossed off. Separate barn door from foundation crossed off. Set co correct coordinates crossed off. Set countdown timer for 60 minutes crossed off. The fifth step, evacuate under level, not crossed off. Tie self to command chair, not crossed off. And blast off is the final one, not crossed off. You know, looking around, there is no command chair in here for whatever reason. And you say, wait a minute, he said study, but there's nothing in here to command center. One minute, probably 45 seconds at this point. Anything that Fleeple and Mal are gonna do while Lance is reading this out loud. Up the next stairs. Mal takes off to the upstairs, Fleeple following in tow. You get upstairs to the final topmost part. You are in the head of the uh, statue itself, all right? The top level of this statue is an observatory with three wide windowed alcoves. The chamber houses a large telescope mounting on a revolved dais. A small chair is bolted into the dais under the telescope with an iron lever jutting up from the floor directly next to it, topped by a perfectly round ruby. A small wooden steering wheel attached to the chair is adorned with glowing numerals at its copper at its copper-plated center. There are three large chairs, but this one is the focus that draws your attention. Um, chains and wheels attached to the tower's conical metal roof suggest that the strong, tightly fitted panels can be retracted so that you can see through the telescope, but this chair is what brings your attention to it, Mal. You run up to the chair? Yes. Great, as you run up, you have about a minute, 15 seconds, you believe. Uh, what are you looking for in, uh, in particular? Fleeple, you'd be right after her and with Lance trailing. So Mal first, Fleeple, and then Lance, what are you looking for? Uh, down in the control room, there was a big glowing button. So I'm hoping that it's going to be as simple as some kind of glowing button. So the only thing glowing here is the ruby. It's just this pulsing red, uh, very similar to the red that you saw. As you go over to the lever, however, this ruby is on top of a lever right next to the chair. This lever has certain settings into it that you can move to, uh, to put it into a different setting. At the bottom, there are a couple of words that the lever is current. The lever is currently pointing to one phrase, but there are two other phrases that the lever is not pointing to. One minute. The lever is currently in the notch labeled stable, 
but there are two other words on there as well. One of them is co-op, and the other is shed. Shed, stable, co-op, and stable is what is currently where the lever is latched to. 60 seconds left. Fleeple, as Mal is reading this, what do you do now? Can I shout something to him while he's coming up the stairs? Yes, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Fleeple, in the vault, did you, you saw something with paper and it had animal phrases and stuff. Was there anything about a stable and a co-op and a, whatever that last word is? Stable, shed, and co-op. Stable is what is currently highlighted by the lever. Uh, I don't believe I saw anything to that effect inside of the safe. Just farm animals with people's faces. Nothing that you can gather typically about these three words. Uh, 45 seconds. Fleeple. Anything that you would like to do? Any ideas from the Jank Squad here as Lance has come up the stairs as well? Yes. You can hear way down below Stonky screaming up to you, <laughs> just yelling stuff like, Now don't sit in my chair! Yes, which, which setting should we not put the lever to? <laughs> Don't you worry about that. Just make sure you're not sitting in my chair. Uh, okay. The list that I read earlier, it said something about detaching something. Like, one of these words I thought was on that list. Tie self to command center? No, 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 Is that no, no, what you're no. talking like, about? It was, like, something... Open barn door or detach yeah, barn doors. Like yeah, separate barn door from foundation. Oh, that's not on that lever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I would like to try and examine the magical workings of this console here. Go ahead and roll an Arcana check with advantage here. It'll be a very quick one, though, as you only have 30 seconds before the countdown is going to be put to zero. Lance is looking for a place to put the key. So, oh, Lance, you know that the key opened the study. You rushed and opened the key with the study. The key is no longer of use. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry about that. Fleeple, your go. 16. 16, you're looking at the gem, it's pulsing, you definitely know that these are connected. What these are connected to, you just feel pulsing arcana energy. The 16 is not enough to really give you a good idea of like, what which of these words means anything. The only thing that really comes to your mind, each of you is, they call themselves livestock. All of them had weird livestock names. These three words are obviously livestock related, possibly. It's currently on stable. Maybe it's a stable for a horse, or maybe that's stable as a rocket, a shed. Uh, that's definitely something for a farm co-op. Who knows what that's all about? And it's just at this point, Stocky comes running up and he's rushing over to his chair. Now there's only 15 to 10 seconds left. Um, of the countdown from what you can wager. Looks like he's trying to get to his chair to do um, number six out of seven to tie himself to the command chair, so to speak. So any last minute ideas, anything else from the jank squad here? I will move the lever to the rearmost setting. To the rearmost setting. So away, fr away from the stable, uh, because it's currently on stable, right? Yeah, is stable in the middle position? It doesn't specify, but we can say it's in the middle position. Okay, uh, so if I'm assuming this is like a gear shift, if you've got the middle one, whichever one is forward, that probably means faster. Whichever one is backward, that probably means slower. So I'll move it to whichever one is the, the slower analog. Great, as you do that, um, you go down, um, and that's gonna be to co-op. As you go to grab the gem, I need you to roll me a dexterity saving throw, please. Uh, Mal would like to do something while Fleeple was doing that. She didn't know that he was going to grab it, so there wants to be something at the same time. And I will do something as well. 
Okay, let's do the saving throw. We'll do Mal and Lance all at the same time as all of you are mid-action, like action pose with the countdown being like five, four, three, each of you doing one last thing with your last round being six seconds. Fleeple, what's that saving throw? Five. Five. Okay, Mal, what are you doing? Um, As the gnome tries to run past her, she will grab him by the throat and pull him up to her full height and take out her dagger as that hex has swirled around him and carried him up the stairs. He is now pulsating with this dark magic and she will just growl, tell us how to stop this or you are not going to make it to space. And she will have that knife right up against him and letting that hex pulse off of him. I see. Lance, what are you doing? I am, you said the lever has a like ruby on top, right? Yes. And this ruby matched something that was downstairs? Just the blinking, pulsing red light. Lance is gonna assume, it's just an assumption, that somehow that ruby is tied to the magic of this lever and Lance is going to do his darndest with his blade and try and snap this ruby off. Great, okay, first things first. Fleeple, as you go to pull it, you are immediately met with lightning coursing through your body as there was this spell on it to prevent anybody from touching the lever. You're going to take 36 points of lightning damage. All right. Oh. Are you still up? Yeah. He didn't get hit oh. like. Or no, you did get hit a little bit, I guess. In that I got last hit fight. a few times, but I got an amulet of health. I've got 77 max hit points. As it courses through you, you're a little bit like the little hair that you have sticking out. And you're like, whew, that'll wake you up in the morning. And you are able to yank on the lever through the pain, through the lightning. You pull to the co-op phrase. As you do, Lance, you come down on the gem with your sword. I'll have you roll an attack while Lance Fleeple's doing this. And Mal, I'll have you roll an intimidation check. That is a 12. Okay, mid-swing, you think about, wait a minute, not the sharp end of the blade, you try to change it to the pommel to try and smash it. You hit it, but it glances off, this being a magic item. It's not enough to pierce through the gem itself. Mal, what was your intimidation check? 22. 22, with the inky blackness all around, a stonky sort of whimpers, and as you hear this beep, 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 like counting down from 10, you get to the final beep and beep. As it seems the gem starts to dissipate and disappear and go away. And the whole tower, which had started to shake, is no longer shaking. And Stonky goes, he goes, look, look, you guys did it, all right? Just don't kill me, all right? You turned it off. I swear, I swear you turned it off. Please, please don't kill me. I have books. I have lots of books to read. Please. Mal will headbutt him and try to knock him out. Yeah, you do. <laughs> He's a small, fragile man who is terrified and just ran up three flights of stairs without exercising for many, many months. So uh, he was already faint, lightheaded, and you just knocked him out, making it complete. So drop his body to the ground, crumpled. The body's dropped, 
Fleeple, you sort of like let go. Your hands are still like gripped in that position from the lightning. And Lance, you're right next to Fleeple. You look up at him and you go, (sighs) and it seems you just have avoided a massively dangerous situation when you hear from below, why aren't we moving? I could have sworn those beeps meant we were supposed to be taking off. Lance is going to walk down the stairs to those voices just very like slowly and solemnly like just like this is was the stupidest side quest <laughs> just walk down to the to these guys and get to the room and just look at them and he's going to ask them actually the same question he asked to Stonky he's going to say your custodians what's your creed what's your oath and they repeat exactly what Stonky says in unison, in very cult-like fashion. Lance is just going to be like, you failed that oath. And you need to spend the rest of your life making up for that. And he's just going to keep walking. <laughs> he's not mad. He's just disappointed. And as you walk away, Mal and Fleeple following suit. And if you want to look and rifle through through things, we can definitely do that. But regardless, after you finish that... Lance is saying all of that to the people as he's rifling through their pockets. (laughs) 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 You bet, you bet. I'm going to steal from you. As As you exit the statue, and as you do, guards are running up, asking you questions, and the three of you just look at each other and say that you need a break, and you'll get to them tomorrow. And as you walk off into the sunset... You all look at each other and say, what a fun side quest. (laughs) 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 And that's where we're going to end this week's episode of iCast Fireball. That was intense. Yeah. Okay, did it matter which of the two words we chose, co-op or shed? Well, shed would have paused it, and Stonky would have, like, forced you to, like, been, like, trying, trying to, to move, move the lever back. Because yeah. yeah. it would only have, like, two seconds, but co-op was the final shutdown. Awesome. There, so. there you go. Yeah. Then, um, I just randomly the, rolled and decided what was going to be at the bottom, so. Cool. Beautiful. Well done. That was fun. That was fun. Um. That was a fun one. Some pretty intense battle. I think that's the closest. I, I don't try to do this, but that's the closest I've ever gotten, I think, all of you to, like, really being hurt in battle mechanically with those skitter wigs. So it's nice to see the gauge of, like, what the jank squad can handle mm-hmm. and what they can't. So Yeah, doing no. an average of, like, 17 points of lightning damage every with time you get hit paralysis. with paralysis. <laughs> or stun. <laughs> yeah, stun. The That'll next time we you. meet, we'll see if the Jenk Squad are able to meet up for the Water Deep Council to discuss what's going to happen with the Cult of Dragons, or if there are any other side things they'd like to complete. But regardless, that's it for this week's adventure. Ned, Jacob, and Mal, Mickey, thank you for joining me tonight, as always, on this fun side quest. But listeners, thank you for joining us on all of our quests here at iCast Fireball. It means the world that you come along with us. We've had a huge influx of people joining us getting on the adventure i think today we had like 28 people download episode like 31 uh jenny craig here i come 
Uh, it just shows that a lot of people are discovering iCast Fireball or re-listening to through it. So thank you so much. It really helps us know what you like and trying to give the content that you're looking for. Uh, if you like what we're doing, please leave us a five-star review um, on the podcast of your choice so that it can get into other people's recommended feeds or shoot us an email at iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. Speaking of emails, we had Elsa reach out to us a few weeks ago. But they said, finally up to date, and I'm so excited now that I finished the released episodes, they can uh, jump into Improv Tabletop, which I always a shout out on every single one of these episodes go check them out they're wondering if there are any um other family f- podcasts that we would recommend that they've listened to sneak attack and titans of altera uh tomes of the chaos bard is going to be one that i absolutely recommend there are another local actual play podcast with a homebrew world so go listen to tomes of the chaos bard it's some good fun p.s from elsa tell lance he's cool and i look up to him like an older brother but he's a fantasy world and i'm crying but i also love him like family I hope that's not weird. Smiley face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Elsa, thank you so much for uh, writing in and uh, letting us know what you like about the podcast. Now, if you want to follow us on our social media feeds, you can follow us at iCastFireball20. And if you're in the Utah area, we are actually going to be at SaltCon 2023, which happens March 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th. We'll be having a panel there with other Utah TTRPG actual plays on the 4th at 12 o'clock. That's noon. Me and Jacob will be there. uh, And uh, you can... Join us for a game. We can play a board game, go do a DD session, or just go to the panel and just chat and have some fun. So come out there and uh, don't f- stop by and give us uh, give us your favorite moments from the podcast here. As Elsa shouted out, go listen to Improv Tabletop. They're amazing. They have season two of their Avatar campaign going on, Blades of the Dao Fei, which uses the Blades in the Dark tabletop system. It's not D&D. It's great fun go listen to them ned is doing such a fantastic job introducing people to other ttrpgs you just need to go give it a shot don't forget to leave them a five-star review on the way out but lastly don't forget to like subscribe and share with your fellow friends and wacky adventurers but until next time i'm thomas your dm and around the table we have malamara lance thalen and fleeple let's keep that fire going and we'll see you all next time